Welcome to Personal Development Interviews with Authors, Influencers, Celebrities, Entrepreneurs, and more. This is podcast host 007 R.T. Johnson III, Certified Cognitive Behavioral Life Coach Practitioner and Behavioral Health Specialist of Southern California and surrounding areas. Well, another fun fact about me is I played trombone since I was a child. And when I got to high school, I met an extraordinary man that happened to be my band leader. And we have him here today. Mr. Woodson is here today to answer questions from his listeners and his supporters and those that love him so much. How are you doing today, Mr. Woodson? I'm doing very good, great Fantastic, fantastic. Great to hear it. So let's get right into it. So... What when did you start being a band leader, Mr. Woodson? I started in 1964 after Princeton, Tennessee State. Oh wow. Okay. Okay, so in in 1964, what kind of experiences did you have at that time? In 1964? Yes, when you first became a band leader. Yes. I was teaching at Tolleson High School. And Gary and Anna, and um, I was lucky enough to meet one, some future stars. Um, one was Denise Williams. Uh, had another one <clears throat> was James uh, Williams. Oh. They're not dated, but uh, he played piano. And she played flute, and she went on to become a celebrity singer. Um, and um, she's out currently out here. Los Angeles and I so we stay in touch pretty much. Uh, James Richards is over in Sweden still playing. We call him the professor. Mm. Uh, and that's when I first started. When I moved out here, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to uh, meet James Bradley, who's been playing drums since he was four. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but he was just uh, natural. So he's currently in Sweden now. So mm. I, I hope that everything is coming through. Like, oh, okay, okay. So when did you realize? Like, when did you realize that you wanted to be a band director? That that was uh, what you wanted to do. Right. I met a, a band teacher from junior high school, uh, Mr. K. Williams, and he was my role model on everything. You know, uh, from dressing and manners and teaching me different instruments. He taught us during the summer strings and um, regular time I played clarinet and switched to saxophone. Wow. uh, He just pushed me and kept pushing me and I kept trying. I'm very competitive so uh, by the time I was in the ninth grade um, I was playing like third chair clarinet. Wow. by the first semester, I was on first year, and I was younger than most of the guys. Uh, they were like at least a year, almost a year older than me. We, we were friends, but very competitive. Hmm. Uh, Jose Givan, Robert Anderson, Charles Richards, those are my friends, and all of us played woodwinds. And so we just competed all the time. Wow. And we did that throughout high school, and you know, 
uh, when I finally um, went into service, they found out I could play. I'm jumping from high school now because I'm going right along. Right, and, uh, right. After boot camp in the Navy, mm-hmm. it was the time that they were trying to recruit more blacks in the school of music. Right. We had all of this segregation. Okay. So I went straight from um, Navy, playing in the Navy boot camp band, mm-hmm. to going to Washington, D.C. to the school of music. And uh, I completed that. There were three of us in the class. And from there, they shipped me out to Brainfuss, Maryland. When the real... Uh, information kind of got to me about the way society was mm-hmm. and that wasn't the best experience at Bamers but I made it through and um, after I finished Banning, I mean back at Bainbridge mm-hmm. they sent me to uh, Norfolk and they said I was going to be doing ship duty well I don't even like to then I couldn't swim <laughs> well, I'm just glad you made it back. You know, I'm glad you made it out of all that military warfare and things like that, serving the country. And thank you for your service, Mr. Wilson. Uh, you know, by the way. And, you know, I was thinking, too, um, from 94, well, no, 91, 92, 93, 94, um, and maybe even 95, 96. What were those times like for you? That was the time that I was there and and um and in our generation of baby boomers the 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 1976 kids you know um in in uh, at that time and being one of the most successful bands or the most successful band in the area at that time uh what was that like for you well it was exciting because most of the kids um enjoyed being in band we did a quick step like most of the Southern schools, our rival was Lock High School. And um, we eventually, to me, turned into the the best high school around. Although I was at Crenshaw before Banning, and they didn't have a large enough band. And I just left there, you know, amid a lot of uh, sadness because... I had some good students, but I wanted a large band to compete with Lock High School. They they had the largest band around. And then banding went from 16 members when I got there to the first year, about 80-something. And then the next year, they just kept piling on because they didn't even have uniforms. We had to get the uniforms from Wilson High School and strip the colors off because they had black, red, and gold. So... The parents came and they had stripped those uniforms. And um, to get our brand new uniforms, every weekend we would put out those big old things to collect paper and cardboard. Yeah. Right on the corner of the school, uh, by the little restaurant, the stoplight. And um, everybody in the whole neighborhood community would just do that. And, um, now, that I little think. restaurant, was that Jesse's on Q Street? Uh, right. for, okay, okay. Yeah. And then they had another place right across from the tennis court <laughs> that <laughs> sold, uh, sold those roast beef sandwiches or whatever you call them. Corn, yeah. corn. They all sold really good food around there uh-huh. in that area at that time. You know, um, as far as like on on every Friday, because we were champions, uh, every Friday was a celebration uh the the, the football rallies. team the pep rallies the 
football team always won. And um, what do you think your impact on that was? You know, as far as as far as your impact on that those exciting times, what, how do you think you you uh, contributed to that? Well, one thing I met Coach Paragami, he was one of the nicest men and coaches I've ever met. Yes. They kept us pumped up, you know, when uh, the football players from Freeman McNeil and, you know, others. He was the most famous that I know that we had. But, I mean, we had some great players. With with them reacting to the band, you know, falling in love with it and having a because before I got there, the, the band was only 17 or 18 members. Oh, but wow. We, we were blasting good songs and everything. We were doing Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, you know, all the top things. And before that, the band master wasn't into all the hip-hop and stuff. Right. The kids got behind the, the, the quality of uh, spirit. Well, yeah, you introduced a lot of Rick James and, and Chubb yeah, Rock. You and, and I. Right, the the popular oh, songs. There were yeah, there were no other bands playing the popular songs that were on the radio. We were playing what was on the radio. Yeah, whatever they really like, teenagers like that was the majority of your cheering section anyway. Yeah, but um, we yeah we sure did. We did a lot of um, uh, you and I, Rick James. Uh, what is the other thing that the Earth did? Uh, Oh boy! Now, what was your we we did we did you and I we did uh, Chub Rock. Um, oh, it was such a number of them. We well, did that thing when it came out too. Da, 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 Beethoven's oh, sure did. Sure did. We have to take the singing part out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your relation with the Finleys? Uh, they came in late. The first ones I had a strong relationship was was um, Rudy Mendoza and his sister because Rudy came in in the eighth grade or seventh or eighth grade helping okay something like that and we did paper drives they helped us get the first uniforms um on top of that I worked construction for Hope's father during the summer they kept me busy right they made sure I, I was happy in that whole community hmm. and um so I worked with a two brothers and, and a father. And that was like the best friends I had in Wilmington. And then I introduced myself to other people through them. Um, that was just about it. I can't, and then they had another politician, John Mendez, that everybody knew in, in town. And he took me on his wing and I got to know people through him. And Connie, um, oh God, I can't think of a last name right now. But if I mentioned it on the tape, everybody would know her name because she was one of the top community people. And through that, those introductions, everybody just knew me. I would walk into a different place, get ready to try something, the shape is a piece of place. Wow. They'd put the money up there and they'd give it back. I mean, the, the lunch piece of big one. <laughs> well, yeah, you have, you, you have and still have a, a whole lot of uh, respect in the neighborhood and communities yeah. in the surrounding areas, um, and that's where I, we, we're we're uh, we're honored to have you on the show, and, yeah. and and we appreciate you sharing your legacy. Now you have a history of boxing, and I found that very interesting and inspiring. 
Um, that's yeah. one of the sports that that um, that that I enjoy and I'm into. So now, how many? What year did you experience boxing? When did you start boxing? Um. I started when I was in high school because uh, another kid about my size kicked my butt. <laughs> I'd swing and he'd step back and hit me about three or four times, and I just started trying to practice like they were doing that. Well, sometimes that's what it takes to get good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I actually uh, did most of it, martial arts and everything, when I got in service. Oh, good. We had, we had nothing else to do, and I found that very interesting, and uh, I kept it up. Uh, I'm pretty mellow, but I mean, I got another wild side. I ran with a <laughs> bunch of guys that were, that were uh, they were kind of uh, rough in the service, you know, because we had to run in packs. I understand. Uh, I understand. We were fighting. I don't know if you can say this, you can bleep it out, but it was a black and white thing going. <laughs> we were outnumbered, but we could, we could really fight. We called each other brothers, and I don't know when they started that brother-brother stuff with Marvin Gaye and all that, but... I understand. We said members and brothers. That's I understand. You know, and that was the word around the ship, and we get in those port or either starboard side and fight the next man had to come up. Wow. <laughs> now, at that time, what was the war about? What was that actually about when you were in the it, military? It wasn't any, it wasn't any war going on until they started us up in Beirut. Um, and somebody, I don't know who bombed or whatever, we started getting out and got on alert. But uh, we were nervous of the Russians all the way back then. They talk about Russia now. Wow. It was just always an alert and drills on the ship where uh, our jets would come roaring. We'd see them on the horizon, but they'd be going so fast. You know, and they'd drop some bombs, so we'd get used to feeling how that would be, but not close to us. It'd be like the jet would swoop down, drop the bombs, and fly over us and go, and then you'd toot, 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 whatever they <laughs> drop. You know, I'm like, man, what am I doing out here? Wow. You know, but now... I, uh, that... I'm glad you made it out of that. Um, and like I said, again, at the, well, we thank you for your service. You know, and, and uh, back to, to Phineas Banning High School and um, in and, and, and those times. Now, we, we've had, as far as we had, um, Sean Harris was the band lead. The, well, not the drum major. Drum major. The drum major. Sean Harris was the drum major. And then... Um, he was the best? No, oh, he was one of the best. We had uh, Dan Vasquez, who was one of the most um, talented with the baton and everything. You know, Joe oh. Jimmy, Tom Tomalataya. Hmm. Uh, and it's funny, we had Michelle Wilson, who was a girl with two guys up there. Okay. The reason because of the way we had to yell, the ladies couldn't yell as loud. They didn't have the the deepness in the voice on the field sometimes. They right. have some. Because I had some girls at uh, Crenshaw that could yell. You know, it, it took a really lot of yelling at patients and stuff. Not that women couldn't do it. They have few, but it's just like, I don't know, seemed like people got more attracted to a deeper voice. You could hear that in the night air. Right. You know? Um, women had more of a piercing scream because that's their nature, I guess. Don't have that—that that, I don't know what you call it—that deepness in the thing. 
Right, the baritone or the uh, baritone or bass. Right. So yeah. So now, when when um when you first when you first the can you remember the first week or the first day that um that you started as a band leader at Banning High School? Like that first day, you put your briefcase on the table, you pulled your car up. And and you you hadn't even met your first class yet. You remember that? Yeah, I remember because um, they only had about sixteen, eighteen students, and you can't get out there with a, a group that small. Wow! So you we had... started recruiting. <clears throat> they said you got about. We'll give you a couple of years of building, and I told Mr. Sell and Mr. Handler, I said, "No, it doesn't work that way." I said, "I'm going to build it up." You know, the first year. Right. They're 75 or 80. I'm not getting out there with like 16 or 18 kids. What were the culture dynamics? What were the culture dynamics? Uh, You mean as far as racial? At that time. We had Filipinos or a few and a few blacks. But when uh, I got there and started recruiting, the band just jumped up almost all black. You know, wow. They were glad to see a uh, black guy coming. <laughs> 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 you know that high step that you guys used to do. Right. <laughs> so, oh, we loved it, man. Black. I mean, yeah. it was it was yeah, so Filipinos, fun to go to school. Latinos, blacks, Chinese. Um, I can't even think of everything. <laughs> <laughs> we had a band, and then the drill team started filling up. Sisters would come out from everything. In fact, they dominated the short flags and the tall flags but we we had to kind of get rid of them because one day I got out there and they were arguing fight with the, the flags and stuff oh wow they had a protest at the meeting the parents came in all mm. black parents <laughs> you know I said oh they can't be fighting out there like that <laughs> what they and, uh, say we had a meeting with them we never, never had any more fights after that oh good crap and I got hit with a flag <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Now I was thinking, yeah, man, I got to deal with this, you know. <laughs> wow. But, now, uh, now, what was it like in college for you? What was your college experience like? Oh, we we played all down in Florida and them southern Grambling, and we're tearing them up. Mm. But my college experience was rough because um, I had to live off dorm with different people. I didn't have my papers. I started taking classes and then found out that you have to have um, your, whatever you have when you graduate, your diploma and proof of that. Right. And I had worked a, a whole half semester working in the cafeteria just to eat and um, cleaning up different places for people, you know, mopping and waxing on the weekend. And I don't wow. even know how I ended up with my, my wife because she was like, Super smart, cute. Yes, yes. And I'm up there just barely making to eat and have to pass by every day, you know. And her mother just took interest in me and would have me uh, coming out every weekend, you know, like eating. So she was, I was going up there. I wasn't thinking about the wife. I was thinking about that meal I was going to get. Right. And so I think that got her attention, but... Her mother was cracking up, Mama Lee, because uh, she knew I was coming over there to get some food. Mm. <laughs> I go straight to the table. And I think that 
determination probably helped me, you know, win my wife because she was, I mean, on the intelligence thing, man, she was like a thousand percent better than me. I wouldn't think about nothing but trying to get some food and maybe get out of there, you know. So everybody saw that her um, stepfather saw it and he had to hook up to Tennessee State so things got better, you know. And uh, But I mean, the pay wasn't that good. To clean up a whole big old building bigger than the uh, our auditorium at Banning for seventeen dollars a month a month and then clean up two churches I think for sixteen sweeping and all that but I mean that's a good thing for me because it made me a better person that, that, yes that was an excellent experience and I can relate to that that was very good we've had some rough times too huh yes <laughs> indeed I I think that. We all should have had or, or, or have, should had some rough times in our past because it does, like you said, it, it, it makes us better people and it helps yeah. us grow along the way and part of our behavioral development. Yeah. Yep. So now in um, with the with the experience of banning and and and, and coming in, in contact and interaction with so many people. Do you, can you see, or do you see how, because you've impacted so many lives in such a positive way, do you see that? Does it seem that way to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just fun. I, I meet friends, and um, this, you get rewarded some kind of way, just like I'm looking at this building. I got a picture up here. Okay. People hated it when they painted it up there. Some guy did all that stuff at Woodson Hall with a, a spray can. Wow. Uh, they, you know, they used to tag up stuff. Uh-huh. And so when he was doing it, I said, man, I cannot believe you're going to put this stuff up there. They're going to spray it out because the little gangsters would come out and X out stuff that they didn't like. Right. thing has been there forever. Not a mark on it. And so I think that's, that's respect right. because... I had gangsters in my class too, on the east and west side and everywhere else, and Great Street, all the way over from Great Street. I'm like, wow, you know, and where else? Uh, the Patch. I remember when DA and the Patch used to get into it. You know, and they'd be in class, wouldn't fight. I just talked. Now, about who was the prince? Who was the you? Yeah, I, who was the principal at that time, Mr. Woodson? Mr. Hanley, James Hanley. Oh, so they, he was a principal, and then the next principal after that, uh, I think was Miss Kenya. Okay. Mister Robs was principal for a minute there too. Mm-hmm. God, it was so many, so many counselors. Now, when did it get to to Miss Lamoth? Remember Miss Lamoth? Uh, yeah, Miss Lamoth and Mister Robs. Uh, I don't know. It used to be Miss Price here too. She used to teach it. At Curtis, but she came over there. Oh, wow. They started putting black people in there. I'm just saying, uh, like before, man, everybody was white. Uh, all the sisters, was and everything. Now, what's the history of that park across the street? I've, um, there there are some um, writings in the That's history. The yeah, in, in history. It was a stagecoach, man. He shipped stuff in from the port. And Banning got his name from him, and uh, he had. There's another Banning that's green and white out in the in the desert, like 
That's when we did a parade up there where they were following us like crazy. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I just, I'm going to just ask, I don't know what you want to say. What is the hardest thing that you, you marched in with us? What is the hardest thing that, that I had to do marching? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Which parade? I would say the, um, I would say the Belmont, no, the Belmont Shores, because it kept stop and go. And it was so short. It wasn't even long, but they just had us standing in the street forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, it was nice. We said it up there, lined up, they said us almost for last. I was so bored. Yeah. It was that Belmont Shores, man. It was like they just wanted to make sure they wanted to take a good look at us because we was at a standstill. Every time we every time we did a little something, we had to stand for a good 10, 15 minutes in between. But nobody else could do that. That's because you guys were strong. Oh, they loved it. That's true. And we did. We enjoyed it. We was having a good time. We would always, and it would be like after we won the game or or so. And you would always make sure that after we performed that we did something we really enjoyed. Yeah, but we'd always stop and eat too. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Those were, yeah, those were some of the best days of my life, Mr. Woodson. But was high school for me. You were your, te- your schoolmate. She was tough. I want to find her. Uh, Rita, uh, what's her name? The trombone player. Uh-oh. You can't think of her name. Leah either? Seville. Leah Seville, yeah, okay. I just yeah. keep looping it, but I just see her. That's a girls and all the trombone. Well, if anybody out there, if they hear, you know, they. Because we've had a, we've lost a lot. You know, we've lost a lot of, of loved ones and friends we went to high school with. You know, and sometimes they disappear and we just don't know what happened. You know, so we just pray for them. And if anyone out there knows where uh, any of our loved ones, uh, Leah Seville or any of them, just uh, contact Mr. Woodson and let us know um, if you if you um, hear from them or see them. Sure, that's a good idea. I, I think about your friend that's down in Atlanta. I think he has a barbecue shop or something. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing very well. Doing very well. You Everybody's awesome. doing very well. You, you guys are awesome. I'm not kidding. You're one of the strongest trombone players I've ever had. I'm not saying you're the best player, but as far as in March, <laughs> <laughs> nobody you guys. I appreciate that, Mr. Wilson. Thank you. From the beginning to the end of the parade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to practice. I mean, long before I went to banding, I would. It was one of the things I would practice after school for hours. They had a movie out, uh, Mo Better Blues, and I mean, I played every song in the in with the. I knew I played every song with the trombone that was in that movie. I learned it by ear. That's how. That's what developed my ear. Uh, my my uh, skill for playing by ear. You were one of the best, though. And your work ethics. So I guess it's still like that now. I mean, you still hopping <laughs> <laughs> Still breathing. Still putting yeah. one foot in front of the other. And, you know, and that's all we can do. And, uh, and along the way, make sure we uh, do what we do what's in us and, and, and let, let, the, let, let the light shine through us to be yeah. um, be a beacon for others. You yeah, know. Well, I thank you for, for, you know, giving me a chance to you know, expound on some of the experiences that we had. 
you know. Because uh, there never been a group that I've had like the marching pilots. I mean, back down from no one, no one at all. I don't think you were there when they tried to turn the bus over a lot. Wow. But, wow. Uh, when everybody hated you, like all in the way, they respected it, but they just hated you. <laughs> they knew they were in for a battle when we showed up. <laughs> so, you know. That's right. But that was a, the mentality that I had and rubbed off on you guys. Forget it. We're just bad. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So I don't know how I go down in this as far as the band direction, but I back down from none of them. I just was real cocky with it. Uh, we, we, yeah, we didn't back down to anything, and that's what paved the way for them to be safe today. And and that's um, and it's just an honor to have experienced all those awesome experiences with you, and to um, to have had the peers uh, that have that 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 had the fun and and the impact that uh, you've made on so many people's lives. No, it's it's Sean Harris back in town and he wasn't Frisco. Oh well, um, I'll have him call you. I'll have him call you. Yep, yeah. I'm gonna definitely have him call you. Well, we're out of time. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, is there anything that you was you you would like to say to um to to the listeners and and all of all of the ones that. The, uh, just everyone that's going to be hearing this podcast and, and people need to hear this. Uh, is there anything that you have to say before we go? Uh, teaching has been a wonderful experience meeting students, meeting their parents, working with them, seeing um, the success like yourself that, that they have um, made it in life, you know, and, um, uh, I guess, I don't know, I happen to just get on teaching except for my band director, Mr. Williams. And uh, I never thought I'd be doing this, but uh, it's been a wonderful career, you know, and pictures that I look at every time I pass through the house, seeing stuff, and, you know. It's just wonderful, you know. I a whole good, wonderful family and relatives. My niece is here, and she's wonderful. Uh, I can't think of anything else, and you're great. <laughs> you are too, Mr. Woodson. Yeah, and on that note, like, uh, we yeah. must go. Be uh, well, everyone. Peace and blessings. And thank you. It's been such an honor, Mr. Woodson. We so much appreciate and love you. Thank you so much. Okay, love you too. Bye. Peace and blessings, everyone. <laughs>